Welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Joshua Lyon, and I am really excited for you to be here with me today. Today, I interview Brandon Duff of the Cashflow Community. And this interview was so interesting because Brandon not only teaches people how to create different forms of cash flow and passive income, but he really practices what he preaches. And we go into some of the different things that he has done throughout his career from being a fitness instructor to building software uh, to building out funnels for funnel hackers and now teaching other people how to create this cash flow so that they can diversify themselves and, and basically make their dreams come true. So I really enjoyed talking with Brandon. He goes into how his membership is structured, how they bring leads into the membership, and how they're serving their community. It's just all really good stuff for anyone looking to build a business like this. And if you are looking for more community of your own, I want to remind you to check out the Successful Course Creators community on Facebook. That is the community that I am building to help serve other course creators and just kind of get that get that network of people who are all working towards the same thing. This is a spam-free zone. This is a place where you can talk about what isn't working, ask questions, talk about what is working. I want to have meaningful conversations here. So please go check that out on Facebook. And if you have been listening to this podcast and you've enjoyed it, please leave a review on whatever app or in the Apple App Store or iOS or Android. Please go leave a review for this uh, podcast. I would I would really appreciate it. All right, let's jump into the show with Brandon Duff. Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon, and we're here to help online educators transform the lives of their students while also growing a business that gives them freedom and purpose in their lives. All right, I'm joined today by Brandon Duff, creator of the Cashflow Community. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing amazing, Joshua. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me today. So, uh, yeah, I would like to just get started by asking, how did you get started? What was your journey uh, through online business? Yeah, definitely. So previously, I was a personal trainer. I um, I was I had a lot of clients. I was making well over six figures. At a certain point, I had so many clients. I started uh, moving my clients to other trainers and kind of splitting the uh, hourly rate in a sense. And I would build them up and take uh, take profits from it, essentially leverage my time. But at a certain point, I got to the kind of the point where I was bored of training one and two exchanging time for money because I was, if I didn't show up to an appointment, um, I wasn't getting paid. If my you know trainer that was training for me didn't show up for his appointments, we weren't getting paid. And so it was kind of like I created this nice little desk job for myself and I had, you know, 40 bosses because all my clients were my bosses. And I had to show up for the appointment at, you know, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning or wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning, go train them because it would be the opposite schedule as everyone else uh, because they had a nine to five. So I would be there previous before their nine to five and then after their nine to five after work. So I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my uh, now wife 
And um, it just wasn't conducive of what I wanted. I want to be kind of like that stay-at-home dad and be able to uh, provide for my family while working from home. And so I had to make a change. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start investing in real estate. I know you're a big fan of real estate. And so I started investing in real estate and I bought one property every year. And then from there, I got to 10 rental properties. I bought a single family, a single family and two multifamilies. And at the end of 2021, I ended up selling all those properties and buying our dream house and paying off my wife's student loan debt so that ultimately Congrats. it, thank you. It was, she had a lot of student loan debt from, uh, she went to Pepperdine and USC. So she uh, had a uh, double masters and very smart, smart woman. And so uh, in doing so, I put down a large deposit on our house and paid off her student loan debt. So I got the college experience, uh, well, the debt, but not really the experience. <laughs> and so um, I was lucky enough to, by selling all that, lower our uh, kind of our debts, increase her, her cash flow, not really mine. And you like debt to income ratio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And make sure that um, our net worth grew because by reducing all that debt on those rental properties, I put a large payment on this house and that house actually doubled. So it, uh, it worked out pretty well. And um, that's when I got into the online space. Actually, before that in 2019, right before COVID, I gave up the fitness business. I gave it to another trainer and he was able to buy his fiance a, uh, a ring and gave him pretty much a six-figure business, which was kind of you know nice. I couldn't do anything with it because I was moving and it was local. And so I went to Burning Man. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Burning Man. Yeah. Uh, it's a good festival. So I went there for a week and then drove to Texas and started all over uh, in Texas. And so now we live in Texas. I wish we moved sooner because it's an amazing uh, place to live. And that's when I got into the whole online space. I read a book, one of the trainers there that I actually gave the six-figure business to, he, he was like, here, you should read this book. It's called Expert Secrets and Dotcom Secrets. Nice. So I read all those and I was like, this is great. Like, this is amazing. Like, I want to do this. And so that's when I started the whole online journey and I got into ClickFunnels and realized that it was a very saturated market. And I wasn't a very big fan of um, the community in a sense because it seemed uh, very cult-like. And so from there, I actually swapped, I kind of did a two degree separation where I went to another competitor called High Level. And I've used High Level ever since. And when I started online, I was selling High Level essentially or funnels to ClickFunnels users because they didn't know how to use ClickFunnels essentially. Um, and they didn't know how to funnel hack. And with High Level, I was able to show them you know, you can funnel hack two comic club winners in a matter of seconds. But in doing so, again, I created a nice little desk job for myself because I was trying to, you know, I was charging a great deal of money for these funnels, but I was still doing, expending my time, expending my energy, trying to find new clients. And so it wasn't really conducive, again, what I wanted to do. And so I started a software company and uh, it was the money that I made from the funnels and building uh, out people's funnels, I invested into a software and I started a SaaS company because I knew SaaS was really good and which is software as a service. And so we made well, so I made my first pretty much hundred thousand when I was selling funnels, but then I was like, okay, this isn't going to work for me. Like I'm not, it doesn't work. And so I started a SaaS company and made well over six figures doing that. And then I had a falling out with my developer and the development team, the 
the guy just wasn't working and I was paying him a great deal of money. And it just, I was like, you know what, F this, I'm not going to continue with this. And so that's when I was like, you know what, I'm just going to teach people how I make money through real estate, through crypto, through, you know, all these different things. And so in 2021, I actually got super into crypto and was selling play to earn, how to use play to earn games to make money in the crypto space. And we were making probably like $40,000 a week, uh, a month doing that. And wow. so that was really cool yeah. uh, for a little bit. And then the whole market crashed and, you know, that whole shiny object syndrome uh, happened with the crypto thing. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to what I know, investing, real estate, you know, cash flow and focusing only on cash flow. And so that's when I started my cash flow community with my uh, partner, Brian. And uh, we have a community that we just talk about how to make money from our cars, how to make money in affiliate marketing, because I made uh, I make a lot of not a lot of money, but I make a decent amount of money from a high level as an affiliate uh, and a bunch of other crypto affiliate projects. And then um, from there, I just been investing in cars and making money from my car, kind of like real estate. But now it's like Airbnb for your car. And so I rent out my cars for cash flow and they actually cash flow better than um, any real estate property I've ever had, but you don't get the benefits of like appreciation, um, creative financing, like I can't refinance my cars. I mean, I guess I could with a title, uh, uh, what is it called, a title loan, but I'm not gonna do that because the interest rates are really high. So um, from there, I've just been buying cars and uh, creating well over six figures just from renting out my cars. So that's been pretty good. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you're uh, super entrepreneurial. You really seem to find niches that, that are interesting, you know, and uh, different ways to cash flow that money. So now I have a ton of questions about that, yeah. but first I want to, I want to ask, so what would you, you say your why is like, what drives you to do all this? What gives you the energy behind all of this that you're doing? I like, so whenever I get into something, I, I, would, I guess I'm going to prefix my why, but when I get into anything, I have to know that I can make money before getting into something. I have to believe in it because if I don't believe I can make something out of it, then I'm never going to do it. And I think that a lot of people fail because they don't have the belief in themselves or the confidence in themselves or the confidence in whatever they're selling. And if they don't have that, then they're not going to be successful online or just in general. Um, and whenever you try and sell something or sell something to someone else and you're not confident in yourself or whatever you're selling, your target audience, your uh, buyer or whatever that is, your investor isn't is going to see that and they're not going to, that's going to kind of through osmosis, they're going to feel that too. And they're not going to purchase from you or they're just going to kind of step away. And so I always have to believe in whatever I'm doing. And so what drives me with my why combining those two is, like I said in the very beginning, I wanted to be a stay-at-home dad so that I can, uh, my wife's 21, 22 weeks now pregnant. And oh, so congrats. now it's, thank you. And so we're having a baby girl. And um, now it's setting it up so that I can have these automated systems and this cash flow coming in and I can spend all my time at home teaching my little girl, you know, all the things that she should be knowing, see all of her first little uh, steps or words or whatever that is, instead of being behind a computer or, you know, whatever it is that takes me away from that. And so that would be my why. Awesome. No, I think that's, I think that's great. And, and that kind of, I can definitely relate to that because 
I also want to be kind of that stay at home dad. Like I want to be around, you know, I don't want to be the guy shooing his kids out of the office because he has to work. Um, you know, I, I want to be the guy who, who maybe works from, you know, eight to 12 and then gets to play with his kids or, or we want to have a, we want to have a farm one day. So, so you know, I want to be able to go out and work on my farm and, and that kind of thing. So I think that's really cool. You mentioned, so I saw the cars on your Facebook page. That's really interesting. So you're actually buying cars and then renting them out in an Airbnb style format. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to, I guess, give you some numbers in a sense, um, I buy cars, I put, so I, a lot of people buy shitty cars and hope to cash flow really fast. I'm not really like that because you're going to have to, that's like buying uh, a decapitated or dilapidated house and yeah. then constantly putting like, what do they put? Put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. And it doesn't really work because you're always having to do maintenance and repairs and it eats away at your cash flow. So I typically buy used cars that are at the dealer. I'll put $5,000 down. I'll do it on a credit card because with a credit card, I get the points. And that's usually the max that you can do it uh, is 5000 A down payment through a credit card. Yeah. So <laughs> you can with the, with a car... Uh, on a car and you can actually find, so for those that have good credit and pay off their bills, but don't have any money, you can literally just buy uh, So I'll give you another example. Uh, my second car that I bought, I went to the bank and I was like, Hey, I'm not going to put any money down and I'm not going to pay anything for six months. Uh, buy this car for me. And they're like, hey, that's you know, totally cool. So they hundred percent financed it. Uh, and they made nope. I didn't have to make any payments for six months. And so I rented it out for $1,000 a month. And in doing so, um, I pretty much had a cushion of $6,000 before I had to make my first payment. And my first payment was like $379. And so if you think about that, I have $6,000 in cushion if anything bad happens in a sense. And it's my payment's only $347 or $74, I think. And I'm renting it for $1,000. So I'm making $600 per car. Uh, Obviously there's going to be a little bit of repairs and insurance and that sort of thing. But how many cars would you buy if each car is making you $600 in free cash flow? And so I was like, yeah, every single day. And so I kept buying them and buying them. And in doing so, now we have six cars that are rented out pretty well, uh, 100% all the time. And now I'm just buying more cars. And it's pretty... um, it's pretty sweet because awesome. when I put down 5,000, I get the points from my credit card. I use that to go travel. So we're going to Cabo in like three days. Um, we've traveled probably once a month and we have a companion pass. Uh, I don't know if you know what a companion pass is, but with Southwest, if you have, I think it's 135,000 points a year, there's tricks to do it uh, easier, but you get two for one flights. And so my wife flies for me with me uh, wherever I go for free I just have to buy my flights, but my flights, I use points. Yeah, so, so we all for free then. Exactly. So we don't have to really pay for anything. And so we're able to, you know, travel wherever we want. Um, no points, no uh, payments essentially on our flights. So all of our extra money goes into investing. And then my wife, she has her credit card and she gets hotel stays. And so she uses her points for our hotels. And so essentially we have our we just have to pay for food. And if we wanted to, we could essentially just use our points on our credit card to pay for that too, but uh, we don't. Okay. And so 
yeah, pretty uh, pretty neat little thing. Yeah. So one more question before we move on. What if someone rents that car from you and then they they go and they crash it or something? What happens? Yes. So um, since I rent them out, there's two ways you can do it. There's through apps, which I use for the most part, which is through like Toro or um, Hire a Car, Get Around. Those are different apps that are like Airbnb for your car, or you can do it private. And so with Toro, uh, depending on how much you want to make, they have um, like 80, like 65% up to 90%, depending on how much percentages you give up is the coverage you essentially take. Okay. So if it's like 65, you put like $250 down for a deposit or a, um, it's called when you have an accident and you, Oh uh, yeah. Deductible. 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 Versus 90%, it's $2,000. So it just really depends on which route you want to go. I have commercial insurance, so that's for private renting. And I my deductible is $1,000. So I can have them use it for whatever. It's just uh, I pay $1,000 for the deductible, but I have a monthly uh, insurance rate for that in case they do cause an accident. But I make sure that they have liability insurance so that I can go after their insurance first. Ah. Uh. I see. Okay. Awesome. No, that's a totally new niche that I haven't, I haven't heard. And I've, I've looked into a lot of uh, different business models. So that's really cool. So we have established that you know how to make money. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do pretty well. Yeah. So, okay. So moving on to your cash flow community, can you give us kind of the overall structure? Like, like how, how are you marketing that? How do people get into it? What's your, do you have a funnel for it? That kind of thing? Yeah, so we have a funnel and we have um, affiliates. Uh, so we have two structures. We have $99 a month where they just come be part of the community and learn exactly what we do. Um, they get sales funnel software. So if they're going to buy ClickFunnels or high level or whatever, it costs them $97 already. So we just give them that for free, essentially, which um, pretty much negates their cost of having a sales funnel. So they get that for free. Um, if they want to be an affiliate of our cash flow community, then it's $197 a month and they join that and they're able to get 50% for re referring anybody that way. Um, so we have a funnel with an affiliate um, offer attached to it, depending on which route they go. Um, and pretty much they get their sales funnel um, for that, for the cash flow community. They get the software to uh, promote it and collect their own leads, capture their own leads. So they're not having to, uh, you know, most affiliate programs, they don't capture, they capture the leads for them and they don't ever build their email list. So this allows them to build an email list too. Yeah. Um, and then we also give them our, our software that we created, the Super Facebook Tools, which is a CRM tool for Facebook. So you're able to tag your leads and messenger. You're able to do bulk messaging, all the things you would need for a CRM tool on Facebook. Okay. Um, and, and then we give them all of our past trainings that I've ever done with affiliate marketing or uh, content creation. We have a one-on-one -on -one coaching. Brian does all the coaching and all of that. And then I do pop-up training. So how to create content, how to uh, create shorts, how to use ChatGPT, how to use AI, how to do uh, medium and make more money, uh, how to create content. So I get offers all the time. And I've have quite a bit of sponsorships that I've had where I've been paid thousands of dollars to promote something on YouTube or whatever. And so we, I talk about that in our pop-up trains. We do about 
I do about like three pop-up trainings a week. So it's ongoing. And then any future trainings that we create, they get for free um, being part of our community. So a little bit of kind of everything. I like to call it the trifecta. They get software, coaching, and uh, training essentially. So all of our mentorship. So it allows them to not have to pay for software. Uh, they get mentorship from our community. And then any training that they want to go over, they get for free. So it's kind of like that trifecta. Yeah, definitely. So do you have a deal worked out with Go High Level where, you know, I mean, it has to make sense for you, right, to give them that, to give them that product so you can give them the tools along with the education and stuff? So if you, uh, if you, I don't know how much you know of High Level, but High Level is actually a SaaS company that is a competitive competitor to ClickFunnels. They have the same kind of, um, Funnel builder, but it's kind of, it's what I like to say, it's like click funnels on steroids. And so when you get high level, they have the 97 version, uh, which is kind of like the click funnels version. And then they have the 297 where you can create unlimited sub accounts. And so with the sub accounts, I can give them all however many sub accounts the people want. So if they come in, they get a sub account, this person gets a sub account. So they're not paying the 97. So they essentially get the 97 version without having to pay for it. Yeah. And so we give that to them for free. That's that cost me two ninety-seven a month. Uh, I just pay for it um, for the, the year and I get two months free. And then they have a, a higher level version, which is like the official SaaS version, which is white label two. And I think that's 497. And so you can uh, charge back all their emails, all their calls. Um, they get a lot more freedom in a sense, but this is the 297 version just allows us to give sub accounts. Okay. Very cool. No, that's, that's really awesome. I like that you're giving the tools, like I said, the tools and the education, and you're even giving them the product. Like if yeah. basically if they want to affiliate for cash flow community, they can. Right. So when you first started down this road and you decided you wanted to build cash flow community, did you already have followers because you were already creating content of some kind or how did you get those initial seed members to join? It's a great question. So um, previously when I switched over from uh, ClickFunnels to high level and started per- first promoting it, I sold it as kind of a, a yearly membership and I had pretty much 12 or 13 people sign up, which allowed me to develop my software uh, so I rolled that profits from that into uh, the SaaS, uh, the software that we created. And so in doing so, I knew that model worked. And then I got a shiny object syndrome and got into crypto. And so then I was like, what am I doing? Why am I still doing crypto when it's falling apart? I'm going to go back to what I what was successful, which was uh, what I, at the time called the digital tycoon. And so we just, when I uh, joined up or when me and Brian connected and uh, started doing a podcast, we we changed. He was he was calling uh, his podcast the Passive Buddies, and so I was like, let's just call it the Cashflow Community instead of the Digital Tycoon, and this is what we'll do. And it's been working really really well. And so we just focus on uh, that. I would say I've had an email list um, that kind of helped seed it in a sense to get started, but okay. we also have two people that are working the same thing. Uh, so it allows us to get more reach. And then we also have affiliates that talk about it. So it's kind of like an ecosystem that allows us to continuously get free organic traffic. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the affiliate thing. 
and the fact that you have two people getting extra reach. So, I mean, that's really great. So you both operate under cash flow community or does he like when he creates content, um, does he operate under his name? And when you create content, you operate under your name. So we do a podcast together uh, every Thursday and we do it for the week. And so we'll do that for the passive buddies. Um, But I typically use my uh, YouTube channel monetized on YouTube. So I get more reach than he does. But I put um, my link to the cash flow challenge community uh, there. And we have a group of 3000 people in our free group. And so we do pop-up trainings. Like we have a three-day uh, event that we, is going on right now, actually called the perpetual, um, the perpetual cash flow machine. Obviously, we like the word cash flow. Yeah. And so, um, in doing so, that gets people to, and it's all, it's no pitch. It's just pure value. And in doing so, we get a lot of people that want to join from that. So uh, just by giving free value, people want to take it to that next level. We've noticed that a lot of people that are beginning. It's probably not the best for them because they're still learning how to do marketing. They're still learning how to get their voice. They're still learning how to be confident in themselves that they can actually do something. And so we don't want those type of people. It's more of people that are already kind of established that want to take it to that next level, that want to be in an environment that are that's conducive to uh, winning essentially, because mm-hmm. as you know, we are the average of the pe- five people that we spend the most time with, or what I like to say is we are the average of the five people we learn the most from. And so in doing so we surround ourselves with people that are winning, which just makes the whole group as a whole, uh, continue to do better versus having two or three people that are doing good. And then everyone else is kind of failing. And then that just doesn't work out well. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those kind of communities where, it, it kind of becomes like a, um, you get a lot of people wanting information from the top tier, you know, but the top tier is really small. And so they can't really deliver that and nor do you want them to have to deliver that. So how do you have any examples of kind of how you're structuring that marketing or aiming that marketing towards those people who are, you know, looking to take that next step, not the beginners. Is it through your copywriting? Do you have, have you found some targeting, uh, strategies that work or, or that kind of thing? Yeah. So we, that's why in our cash flow, uh, our free group, we pretty much give the basis, what it pretty much what the people spend that charge, like, I think that what they call high ticket affiliate marketers, where they charge, charge like 5,000 for foundational stuff, which I think is kind of a sham. Uh, it's really, we just give that all st- stuff for free. We want to have them learn how to do it right without spending an arm and a leg. And if what we've noticed is that the people that actually take um, initiative and go through the content and learn, one, they're going to be more conducive to wanting to learn because they're self-motivated. They're putting in the effort versus having to constantly motivate other people or do mindset because most people don't have the mindset and they don't have the self-motivation. And so by giving all that, it's more just onboarding them to be successful in our group. And if they've already got some success from the free training, they're just going to be so much easier to convert into what we're already doing. Yeah. I love that. So I'm in this stage. It just, it just reminded me of what I'm doing right now because I'm in this stage of learning what my audience wants and just kind of giving 
any knowledge I have away for free to kind of see what helps, right? To kind of right. see where I can serve, what I, how I can do it. And I've really been coming back to this idea of what it sounds like you're doing, which is give the how-to, like the, the foundational stuff away for free. And then when they're ready to take that next step, okay, then they can pay to work work with you. Or maybe right. you have like you have this area where you have the tools and everything to to go to that next level. Uh, because you're right, when people, when they figure out their voice, their style, what they're ready to do, they should be able to do that for free. And right. then they're going to be a lot more likely to actually join with you uh, rather than hop over to somebody else because um, you've already given them so much. So, so this question has kind of already been answered in your story, but research for any type of online education business is, is important to me. Like uh, it's something that I think really, cause I see so many educators, they just kind of jump in, they start teaching uh, without really thinking about, Oh, well, is, am I teaching the right thing? Am I teaching the right people? Um, and so it sounds like a lot of your research and the development that you had was iterative. Like you started to learn when you went into the ClickFunnels community, you saw kind of a gap and you already knew a lot about what those ClickFunnels people were having issues with. So you went over to go high level and you offered a solution to that. Does right. that sound right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I find the easiest way to uh, five. Um, the, the easiest, what I've learned is so many people will start a course, create a course, and then have no idea if it will sell or what the people want. I'll give you a perfect example. I start, I created a course that was about called the remote investor and, um, in doing so I had all this stuff done and I forgot. And you said it is so funny that you said this, but at the very, like halfway through, I was teaching people how this worked. And I totally forgot debt to income ratio because I've never had an issue with debt to income ratio. But people that might have issues with debt to income ratio, uh, that's an important thing to leave out because if they don't have their debt to income ratio, meaning their debt is too high and their income isn't gonna, um, isn't, doesn't surpass it, a bank isn't gonna lend to you. And so if a bank's not gonna lend to you, you're not gonna be able to get a rental property. And I totally forgot about that. So by, by doing like a beta course and teaching people how to, um, I guess what I did was I created a course, but I did it wrong. And so what I did was I had all these people and I said, hey, I'll, if you guys want, I'll teach you how to do uh, remote investing and I'll charge you guys $100. I'm usually charging $1,000 for this. But for you guys today, if you guys sign up, um, we'll do it live. We'll, I'll go through all the steps with you and pre-sell it in a sense. And I now, whenever we launch something, I always pre-sell everything because if I don't know what people, what questions they have, what their messaging is, what um, they wanna know, then I'm only guessing by creating a course first. And so I've always now, going forward, I've always done this um, since the last maybe two years, is I've always had a group of people, I charge them X amount, very small amount, I get the testimonials, I get the marketing messaging, I get the, the language that they're using that resonates with them. And then that's all my market research. And so whenever I'm now launching a new product, I'll have all that with me. I'll have the messaging, I'll have the copywriting, I'll have the testimonials, I'll have um, a, a, 
I'll have the roadblocks that people are struggling with that maybe I didn't struggle with because like the debt to income ratio thing, I didn't even think about that. And so by doing that, I've now have a course that kind of does the general population before when it was just me. And so by doing so, I have all that ready to go. I have the, uh, the social proof and now I can launch and charge a lot more. And people are going to be like, wow, he put so much time into us. Um, let's promote it for him too. And we can make a kickback. So it kind of just allows you to build that uh, audience for you without um, really spending any money because you've made your money up front by doing a pre-sell uh, and doing it live. So um, that's been my success with doing that. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree. Like every course creator that I've actually seen be successful and serve a community and have impact, they started out just basically beta testing, like you said, you know, teaching it live, figuring out where people struggled, finding the gaps before they mm -hmm. went and tried to market it themselves. Now, did you create that course while you already had the cash flow community and that was an extra thing? Or was that something you did before you started the community? <sighs> Um, that was before, um, I think that was more when I was doing the digital tycoon, uh, okay. I was teaching people how to do funnels and all that stuff, but I was also creating a, cause I was in doing, uh, real estate at that time. And I was like, I needed, I was speaking on stage at the time about real estate. So it was kind of like, I needed to create this course and know how to speak on stage, uh, at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but know what I was going to present on on stage. So I created a kind of a course to kind of guide me uh, mm. what I would cover. And so um, that was back in that. And I still have that course. So we just give that to our cash flow community uh, members okay. now. Very cool. So you mentioned the podcast that you're doing with your partner. And so are you doing more organic traffic or an organic content for traffic? Or do you do any paid marketing? Um, so I, it's a good question. I'll give a little tactic that I've been using. Um, if people that want to kind of get into the course, uh, creation side of things and see if you have something that works, if you've already created a course. Um, so I've been, I have a course or a couple courses on Udemy and in doing so, um, I put it on Udemy and I wanted to see if it would sell or anything, but I bought traffic from um, tra traffic, um, someone on Fiverr who has already a group of people that have already bought courses. So he has an email list of course buyers. So I'd pay for him, pay him to promote my course essentially. So I would I'd think it more of a mix between solo ads and um, I guess already having a community. Uh, so I would guess advertisement space. And so I'd buy from him and he it's would like sponsored. It's kind of like yeah. sponsoring an email. Yeah, yeah. So in doing so, that sold really, really well. Um, so I have bought as far, but as far as buying from like say um Facebook, YouTube, Google, anything like that, I have not done that just because one, I, I want to be comfortable with doing it before. Uh, hiring someone um, so that I know, you know, I just like to be more hands-on and understand where, where I'm going with that. Um, but everything else has been just completely organic because now I have the following, I have um, the engagement, we have affiliates who promote our stuff. So it's, uh, that'd be kind of putting, I guess, gasoline on the fire if I wanted to do that. But I, I loved 
for me, I'm not a big fan of coaching. That's why I kind of got out of the personal training space because that's why Brian does all the coaching uh, is because I don't like coaching. I like investing. And so in doing so, um, me, I just spend all my money on assets. And so um, I'd rather do that versus invest in uh, ads or anything like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, and I think it's great that you started out organic for the most part. I mean, I I think buying some sponsored emails and leveraging other people's audiences and that kind of thing. Like it's kind of like creative financing, right? Like, right. like you're going to find people with other resources. How can I help you if you'll help me and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's awesome. And too many people want to start a business, whether it be courses or affiliates or anything. And they think if they'll just master this advertising thing. And then if they get their, you know, return on ad spend low enough, they'll make money and then they'll just keep putting money back into it. And if you do that, you're just, you're really just like setting yourself up for if, if that advertising platform changes, like we've seen Facebook right. do multiple times, well, you're going to be, you're going to be in a bad spot, you know? Um, and I think the best way to start is organically because then you have your buyers list. And if you have your buyers list, you can do lookalike ads uh, look like audiences rather, and then you can really drive down that that cost. Also, if you have like say, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, not a cookie, but like a tracking where you can um, pixel. track pixel. Thank you very much. Um, you can then see who's coming to your your um, website multiple times, and you can redo retargeting ads and all that fun stuff that goes into um, advertising. And there's a lot of instead of just doing cold. And so if you're now targeting a warm audience, you can do lookalike audiences, you can do um, pixels and uh, retargeting to do that, to get them back into your ecosystem. So I'm very familiar with how ads work and I was just pulling the trigger and my I'm more comfortable with investing my money in assets and I know that I'm gonna get 4X my return um, with, with investing in cars buy a new car yeah <laughs> right then i am gonna be with ad spend which a lot of people don't get a 4x return so yeah, oh, it's yeah no so it's to me the it's a better return to to buy cars and rent them out because one it's it's pretty much passive um because they come to my house pick up the car leave and then drop it back off and that's about it um versus having to manage the ads and making sure that this doesn't have, it's not, you know, offer fatigued or it's, you know, all these different things where you need oh, to so much AB yeah, testing so. and all that exactly. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely get that. And if you can do it, like I said, if you can do it organically, then I say do it organically, um, use the ads to promote certain things or, or, and it's really, it, it depends on your, your need and what you want to do, what you're comfortable with, kind of like how risk averse are you, you know? Uh, so you mentioned that you're doing a free um, program right now. That's kind of like a, um, uh, I, I forget what you called it, but you're basically doing a free free product right now for people who might be good for the cash flow community. Is that right? Can you tell yeah, us so, a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So we had a five day event previously called um, Affiliate Kickstarter, and I just taught people how to really get into affiliate marketing. I didn't like how so. Brian does all the kind of webinar stuff. And I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of how he did that one because it was typically the webinar style of, um, of a funnel or uh, just a webinar. And it was, you know, whenever I talked to people, I was like, how was it? And it was like, yeah, it was just like everything else that we always <laughs> see. 
And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, we're going to, you know, we'll change it up a little bit. And so I was like, you know what, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, this is what I want. And he created the, the webinar, uh, gave me the slides. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to add my own and change everything. And we came to, he kind of created the outline and then I edited what I thought was more conducive to what we were doing. And so it was all completely 100% value uh, and goal oriented versus um, kind of pitching at the end, which we didn't pitch at the end at all. And in doing so, we got a much higher return from doing that. Hmm. And that was instead of five days, it was three days because we noticed that a lot of people after four, day four or five, especially going Monday through Friday, the people that are coming that are going to come for the pitch aren't going to show up on Friday because they want to go out and they want to spend the time on the weekend. They want to spend time with their family since working a nine to five all week. And yeah. so um, we cut it down to three. So it was Monday through Wednesday and we had much higher show rate and it was goal oriented. And uh, people were like, this is amazing. Um, this is not like anything I've ever seen before. And it's, uh, we're actually getting results and it's measurable. Like you can actually measure your results. And so in doing so, uh, it just was a, a much better, uh, I guess, community building thing and a much better uh I guess there wasn't really return on return amount on time. And so we cut down the two days and a lot of people loved it. And so now they're just engaging in our group even more, which is then bringing more um, kind of engagement to the group as a whole. And it's just, it worked out really, really well. As far as what it is, we take medium. A lot of people focus on uh, being in the DMs or pitching in DMs or creating content on Facebook, on Instagram, and they're not getting paid for it. Versus if you go to Medium, you can actually get paid for every post that you make. Um, and on YouTube, if you get monetized, you can get paid for every short or uh, long form post that you, or video that you create. So combining both those two, you can just post content on both Medium and YouTube and get paid for it without ever making a sale. And then if you just add a completely more value, um, I don't know why I'm saying that, but um, then people are going to buy whatever you have to sell mm -hmm. um, because they you're not pitching anything, you're teaching. And in doing so, they're going to get results and they're going to be like, oh, I'll, I'll buy this thing that they're showing me how to actually use or get results based on what I'm trying to learn. And they just sign up and then you add, that's where you add your affiliate links and you can get paid that way. Okay. So I want to make sure I understand this right. So you are using Medium. Uh, and YouTube to because they pay you basically to create mm -hmm. content. You're using those two platforms to give a lot of value. And then you are driving, like after giving that value, you're driving them to your community. And because you've already given them so much value, they're more likely to join the cash flow community. Is that right? So, no. So, um, <laughs> no, not at all. That's okay. <laughs> no, you're 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 like eighty percent there. So we're giving the the perpetual cash flow uh, machine is teaching how that system works using Medium and okay. using uh, YouTube and adding affiliate links on both of those. Oh, and I having see. Them interconnected. I but see. You're teaching what, that to your students, right? I see. And, and so, but what I do with Medium and YouTube is just I full value uh, on Medium, full value on YouTube. And I have affiliate links in my videos. So whatever people sign up yeah. uh, for whatever they get, I get paid for it. Plus sure. I get paid from uh, Google AdSense or 
the partnership programs within Medium. Okay. And so, and then on your videos, is there anywhere that it's like, oh, and if you want to join the cash flow community, here's the link, like yeah, in the description yes. or something? Yeah. So I have, um, I have the link to, if you want to, you know, sign up for this product, here's the link. And then I always, on all my videos, I have a bunch of different affiliate links, but also my website. And then if you want to join our cash flow community, here's a link to, um, I don't really pitch it that often um, because we have, organic traffic. We have a group, we have our affiliates. So it's kind of, kind of separate. Um, and most of the things I do on YouTube are crypto and mediums, mostly on crypto. And so, cause it's kind of, and cash flow and an overall thing, but I make more money doing what I'm doing than I do from pitching, but from teaching essentially. So, um, I know a lot of people when they do like a course or whatever, they make more money from selling the course than they actually do from whatever they're Doing teaching. the thing that they're teaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. So um, I make more money actually doing what I'm doing than teaching a course or being part of a community. So for me, I just keep focusing on what I'm doing um, and kind of just teach our community. Here you go. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is exactly the money I make. Um, learn and take yeah. action. Yeah, definitely. No, the last course I worked for, I definitely, I definitely saw, I mean, they were very talented, but um, they made more from selling the course than they did actually, you know, doing what they taught. So, um, and I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as it's not like the university model where you're learning from somebody who maybe hasn't done it in, right. years, you know, and I think I'm like, why do we, why do we do this? Why do we pay $40,000 a semester to learn from people who, who aren't even currently right. practicing their craft? That, that happens all the, well, that's, well, one, that's exactly the university model. Uh, but number two, I see that a lot online too, is I see all these, I call them fake gurus, where they essentially, I, I talk trash on a lot of fake gurus, so I apologize. That's um, all right. You got to throw rocks or something, right? All the time. Um, but a lot of these people, they go from being affiliates to being affiliate coaches, and they didn't make any money in affiliate marketing. I'm like, how? It's like the blind leading the blind, and I just hate that because how are you and their response is like oh like um jordan and michael jordan or you know all these athletes uh had coaches um you know and they're not as good as them i'm like yeah but they've had success with other people and have gotten them to where they went and then showed proof that they've you know made Michael Jordan who he is and they made yeah. LeBron who he is. And they have that actual experience of taking those people to that next level versus them hiring some random off the street. And that's what these coaches are just some random off the street, not getting anybody results. And that just was pisses me off in the whole online space is it's um, the blind lead and the blind. And it's just not. Yeah. No. And that's even a struggle I have too, because it's like, I mean, I, I helped run a $6 million course which was great. And I learned a lot, but I'm starting to wonder, it's like, well, maybe I need to do my own course on something else, which I don't really want. I don't necessarily know if I want to get into like direct coaching or anything like that. Um, but, you know, maybe do my own course on something else so that I can, you know, you're a great example. So I can show like, Hey, this is how I'm operating. Oh, I tested this this week and this is how it worked. Oh, I tried this and this is how it worked. And then it, you're right. It's, it's staying up to date with your craft 
and practicing it daily. So you're not just, you know, somebody who hasn't done it in forever. <laughs> so. I would say the best, what I, and that, I think this is why we also kind of switched to a community model is because everyone has a course. Um, it's very specific versus having a community, you build kind of a, a following also, and you have, you can teach them ongoing things that you're learning versus, Hey, just watch my video or Hey, watch my video. And I feel like whenever, um, these gurus that have a course is they don't help their community. They just say, Oh, watch this lesson two. watch this first. Yeah. And they don't actually continuously help. Uh, they, once they have your money, they're like, yeah, go watch the course. I don't have time for you. <laughs> and yeah. they're trying to constantly like get more and keep building more people to come by their course versus helping the people that they already have, because they kind of forget about them after they've already taken their money. And yeah. so again, it's just, that's also why we do a recurring model, uh, monthly subscriptions because they can cancel any time. And if they still don't find value out of it, then they're going to be like, I've already learned everything. I don't need to learn anything else. I don't need to keep paying, you know, $200 and they can take it on their own. Um, or if they want that, that, um, guidance, that mentorship, they want that sense of community and they're getting more value out of the actual training. And this happens a lot. They just stay on and they continuously stay on. And if you think of the math, it actually turns out to be much more uh, per like over the long course, because they're after a couple of years, I mean, it's well over, you know, four or five grand. Mm -hmm. And so it's just as time goes on and you build that cash flow, um, each month we keep adding more customers and not losing them. And so we're building upon what we did previously versus having to start over every single month versus selling one-off products. So we're not starting over every single month trying to hit that next record. We can literally just build upon what we did previously. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And you're getting continuous feedback about right. what you're doing right and what you might have missed. Uh, and probably getting ideas about new products and and where where you should go with it. When you started that community, did you, I forget if you said, did you just, did you already have some content that you put in there? Or did you start it as just like, hey, join and, and we're going to coach you every month? Or, or how did that look? Yeah, so we had a 90s kind of where we did that pre-sale, right? We had a 90 day cash flow challenge, which is what we called it. And um, it was 90 days and people were like, well, what do we do after the 90 days? We're like, I don't know, like you, you should know everything. <laughs> like, um, and that we, from the feedback we got, it was like, it was every day you do something different. And it didn't really, the feedback was great, but it wasn't conducive. Like, I don't know why I keep saying conducive, but it wasn't really what they wanted. So we turned it down to, you know, four, it was per week. You have to accomplish these three tasks. And then that didn't, I mean, that turned out really well too, but it didn't get them what they wanted. And so then we just turned it into the cash flow community and um, there is no deadline. It's ongoing. There okay. is no time limit. Um, and so with that feedback and that constant reiteration, we're, we were able to narrow down exactly what people wanted and how that looked. And in doing so, by just getting that feedback, it really kind of shifted how we created our offer. And by doing that, it just made our offer what it is today. Okay, great. So you started with that 90-day challenge and, and shifted that into the community 
because that's what your that's what your audience needed. Yeah, and I mean, awesome. that's what we kind of did with doing the five day program. Is uh, the in the free group we realized that it was very webinar y and people already heard the same kind of thing over and over. So we shifted to a three day and we changed the whole name and we changed um, kind of the the ecosystem that we created versus just affiliate marketing. We showed them that it was versus kind of like a info dump. And okay. by creating a, uh, a goal-oriented training, we got much more better results to drive people to our main offer. I see. And what platform, is it go high level that you're hosting that community in? Do they have a community aspect or is it another platform? We just use Facebook groups. Oh, okay. So you're just charging for a private Facebook group and you send them, okay, gotcha. I haven't, I haven't looked into how like, charging for Facebook groups yet. Is that pretty simple, a pretty simple setup or? Uh, I mean, just, uh, so you have a funnel, we charge them uh, the price, they go through the funnel, they get redirected to the group. And then um, when they join the group, we can be like, is this person paid? And then we just let them in. And then okay. when, with the, with the funnel, they get their triggers that go off that send them access to the training that we have all of our previous training. And then when they join the group, and they go through um, and they ask us, I'm ready for high level. We, we create them a high level account and then they have everything that they need. Okay, very cool. And do you mind sharing just maybe a ballpark range of, of what kind of revenue that group is bringing in every month? We pay out about five to 6,000 um, a month to affiliates. So okay. we probably make... 14 or so thousand. Um, and that's just a small little bit. Um, just, that's why I don't really focus on the group. That's why I focus on, uh, investments, but, um, you know, the one money feeds another, um, revenue stream. So when you get enough revenue and it just becomes a flywheel where you have to consistently reinvest that income or that cash flow into more income producing assets, which then creates more cash flow. So it's just one asset I call asset that makes me money that I reinvest into more asset classes. No, I think that's great. You're well diversified for sure. I mean, you have to be, I mean, (laughs) and you have to do things that you enjoy. Like if you're not enjoying uh, talking about making money or you're not confident in yourself or confident about talking with money, like you're never going to make any money because if you can't talk about it, like energy goes where where energy flows, essentially like Mm -hmm. energy flows where energy goes. So like if you're not talking about money and you're scared to talk about how much money you make or if you're scared about, you know, whatever, then you're not going to make any money. But if you can talk about it and you're open about it, like I shared my um, tax return uh, last year and we paid six figures in taxes. And so, yeah, it sucked. And so <laughs> uh, luckily this last year, we, um, we the year we made uh, six figures, we didn't deduct anything because we had to sell the houses and do some stuff. Um, but this year and qualify for a house uh, this year, we were able to deduct a whole lot more. And so it, uh, a lot, and plus we added solar to our house, which was like 40 grand and did a few other things. So um, we just were able to deduct a lot more this year. And so that was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's much better than paying uh, the government a hundred thousand because the government doesn't do shit with that money. And so um, I would, if I got to keep it, it'd be much 
better invested in houses and, and cars. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Well, Brandon, this has been just so awesome. And, and I think super, super informational for the audience and everything. I know I've learned a lot from you already. So um, can you tell people where they can find you and where they might can follow you? Yeah. Uh, so I, like I said, I was a trainer before, so probably, um, easiest, just my trainer, Brandon, all one word, uh, that's, uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and then the boring passive income guy or dad, I just recently changed to dad because we're having a child. And so I figured that'd be a good kind of, uh, not niche, but audience to kind of focus on because now I'm a dad, so I can relate to other dads and essentially. Yeah. So, um, but by turning it to, from guy to dad, it more niches down essentially. So I would say that would be probably the easiest way to find me on YouTube. Okay. So the boring passive income dad yep. on YouTube. Great. Awesome. Brandon. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we were able to do this. Uh, I've been excited for, to do this for a while now and I'm glad we we're able to jump on. Yeah, me too. If you enjoyed this track you can check out the artist mountaineer on upbeat the track title is check it out